1: Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon, and for this episode of the podcast, we're going to discuss the season three episode of the show titled "Shelter from the Storm." And since we don't have any news this week, let's get straight into that discussion. Here is the official description: "Quote: When rain starts hunting Ruby, Supergirl and Alex work together to keep her safe." Supergirl and Jean look to Sam's mother, guest star Betty Buckley, for advice on how to stop rain and come away with some shocking news, unquote. Uh, Morgan, what do you suppose that shocking news is? Hmm.
0: Shocking news. What shocking news did they get from Betty Buckley? R.I.P. Um... (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the same shocking news that John has been trying to tell us all season. <laughs> He's been
1: trying to break through in every episode description, <laughs> trying to get it to us. What if
0: in every episode, there's a shocking secret that they cut? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the season, like as like a DVD extra, we just find out what all the shocking secrets
1: are. And what if that like compilation was, like, better than the entire season itself. I bet it would be. I feel like it I would. It really would be. <laughs> <laughs> if you had shocking news after shocking secret after shocking secret, it would probably be really interesting to watch. Um, yeah, so I don't know if they came away with some shocking news. I think they came away with some new information on how to deal with rain, but I don't know if it was shocking news.
0: No, I don't think that anything that uh, happened in that portion would count as shocking news i mean there were some shocking things that happened there were shocking moments yes but (laughs) it it wasn't like she was like oh by the by like this uh, like rain did this or this is like rain's secret something there was really nothing all that shocking like everything that the that betty buckley's character like kind of told Kara and uh and john we we basically already knew yeah but I don't even think it was like shocking for them like they they knew
1: (laughs) (laughs) well um, we'll just uh, we'll just think that maybe there is something cut maybe we uh, we didn't see the shocking news uh, that happened that would that would be par for the course once again (laughs) we
0: we lose out on the shocking news we all want to know
1: (laughs) we'll just have to uh, imagine what it was until we're told otherwise Um, but there were a lot of shocking things that were happening with rain uh, a lot of uh, character interactions that were sad to see happen. Uh, so what did you think about Rain? She's on the hunt for Ruby and her first stop is going to Sam's childhood home and visiting Patricia. What did you think about that?
0: From a Rain hunting Ruby perspective, the um, visiting Patricia was sort of a weird choice. Like, I know maybe it'll be my mom who's never even met my my daughter <laughs> like patricia patricia could not have known less about ruby if she tried like there was i i i see the logic in thinking that they might have hid ruby out with her grandmother but also like poor patricia had never even met ruby
1: i know that was a sad part of this episode that you know patricia wanted to connect with ruby and she just doesn't have the time for it because she ends up getting stabbed uh, by the pestilence finger
0: yeah she got she got pestilenced.
1: she did she got pestilenced. uh so unfortunately patricia will never get to meet ruby and ruby will never get to meet her grandmother and that's really tried the one of the tragic parts of this episode but yeah i think that there is something to be said about the fact that rain would have started there because maybe she, i mean you know maybe the rain side of sam didn't know that samantha and patricia had the falling out and all of that
0: yeah i'd also be interested to know how much about sam's life rain knows like does rain know everything about sam's life or does rain not know much at all
1: that's a really good question how would she know because if, if rain was stuck in the rainforest until <laughs> she had the awakening how would she know about any of that
0: or is she, like, when she's in the rainforest, does she have, like, a cable hookup into <laughs> Sam's life? Is she, like, watching the, like, HBO Go version of Sam's life? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the Truman Show inside the rainforest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be, uh, it
1: would get a little boring in there. Yeah, well, the only thing I can think of is that uh, Samantha, you know, was riding all that stuff down in the rainforest on the tree uh, some I don't know, maybe she gathered some information from that. That is a
0: really good question that
1: they didn't fully, (laughs) fully answer. Yeah,
0: I just, I'm curious to know, like, how much each know about the other? Like, how much, because it seems like Sam doesn't know anything that Rain does when Rain is in control. So would it make sense that Rain also doesn't know anything about Sam? Because it seems like she knows more about Sam than Sam knew about Rain.
1: Yeah, that seems to be strange that it would be imbalanced, I guess. Because they both had, uh, I guess, equal time of not being the other person. I don't know. I don't even know what (laughs) I'm talking about anymore. I'm confused. This is very strange. Uh, But I think it's a very valid question to ask about how Rain knows any of this stuff. Um but maybe maybe she can hear Sam inside of her head I don't know
0: that's weird maybe sam is giving like color commentary
1: like (laughs) she's like do not go to patricia arias's house (laughs) whatever you do do not kill my mom oh man (laughs) oh man i shouldn't have said that and i totally should not have recited her address either i gotta stop telling
0: everybody's address (laughs) first lena's now now my mom
1: yeah so uh there there was that uh, event that happened at Patricia's house. We did get to learn some information about Sam while she was growing up, about her doodles with the World Killer logo and everything. And uh, we got some more information from Patricia's point of view on how she felt she, uh, she had performed as a mother. She was very upset with herself and how she had handled uh, Sam growing up. So there were some things that we learned about their relationship there. And what did, what did you think about that moment when Patricia ended up getting killed? Was a, I thought that was a pretty strong performance by Betty Buckley.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really emotional. I thought she did a great job the whole episode, like the whole way through, really hitting on how uh, remorseful she was about the way that she raised Sam and sort of the way that she gave up on Sam and. Um, and threw her out and tried to sort of suppress whatever, like the rain moments was coming out, um, (laughs) and like not deal with it. And I think, um, she really regretted the mistakes that she made. Uh, and I think it was a real shame that, that she, that she died because now, uh, Sam will sort of never get to have that reconciliation with her mom. um, especially because like the last time that we saw them together and interacting, it was not like a great interaction. Um, So it's pretty sad that like RIP Patricia. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I think in terms of
1: that reconciliation, like you're talking about, Patricia wanted to, she wanted to do that. She wanted to reconcile with Sam. She tells Rain, she says, I love you, Sam. And I forgive you. She was willing to go that extra mile and, um, kind of make peace with everything and she wanted to be a better mother to Sam and it's really sad that this is one of those instances where they can't connect to the world killer's human side this I mean even Jean says you know there was nothing in rain of her humanity that you could connect to because there's nothing there so that makes me really worried about Sam in the rainforest has she completely given up I don't know. Uh, so that was really um, unfortunate for Patricia that she, she thought maybe she could connect to the human side of whoever that that was there in inside of Rain, the little bit of Sam that might still be in there. She couldn't connect to her. Um, and I thought that that was really uh, unfortunate. And it I, makes me really concerned about Sam and it makes me concerned about how they deal with Rain in the future. Because up till now, that was their game plan is to connect with the, the human side of the world killers and try to get them to respond to their emotions and uh, their connections to other people. And I, I thought it was good on Supergirl that she, she tried to save Patricia. And then when she... Uh, everybody goes to the med bay at uh, the DEO. Like every episode, there's somebody in that medic bay. Um, but I thought it, I thought it was nice of Supergirl that she, she held Patricia's hand, she listened to her and she made those promises to talk to Sam and Ruby on her behalf. And I thought that that was very admirable of Supergirl that at the end of the episode, she was going to at least try to keep one of those promises to go and talk to Ruby. So I, I did enjoy that.
0: Yeah. I liked that as well. I, and I, I kept thinking like, poor ruby though because she just found out that her mom is rain and um had that whole terrible thing happen and now supergirl has to tell her that her grandmother that she's never met is is dead but also like was kind of a nice person at the end i mean poor i mean ruby is really having her worst day and
1: also the person who looks like your mother murdered your grandmother.
0: Yeah, that's that's a harsh one. She maybe maybe Supergirl wants to just skirt around that. Maybe maybe ease into that one ease a little bit. Ease into that one like so bad news, uh grandma's dead. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing to do with rain. <laughs> Don't worry. Not involved.
1: But that is uh something we could talk about because I think that that was Alex's game plan in this episode and she maybe decided that that game plan wasn't working by the end of the episode. What did you think about how Alex uh, dealt with Ruby and how she was very protective of of Ruby and she would uh, lie to her several times in the episode to try to keep her innocence and keep her protected from rain
0: yeah i i i really liked alex in this episode because i think she made a very understandable mistake which is not telling ruby that her mom is a kryptonian serial killer (laughs) which is not something you ever really want to hear it's like never a good day for that um so i I understood her her reasons why she kept the secret from ruby But it backfired on her because had Ruby known that her mom was Rain, she probably wouldn't have uh, called her up on the phone and uh, given away her location. I'm not saying she wouldn't have. Uh, She is still, what, like 12? So she's going to make some choices that aren't the best choices. But probably she wouldn't have. Um, And then that could have avoided a lot of... um, um a lot of destruction for Lex Luthor's uh, fancy mansion a fancy mansion oh my gosh that place was so cool also invisible uh because i feel like a lot of
1: really priceless paintings got destroyed thankfully not not the most valuable painting in that house it seems like the Lillian Luther painting was still intact.
0: Yes, yes. We we have to. I mean, we can get rid of Great Uncle Luther, uh, <laughs> but we can't get rid of the Lillian Luther painting uh, whose eyes follow you around the room. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't destroy that one. You, you got to keep that close. That was
1: priceless. It's a priceless work of art. <laughs> you got to keep that one around. Um, but yeah, I liked Alex in this episode, too. I think this is... The start of maybe her learning how to be a parent, learning how to be a mother, because I think there is something in us that does, you know, want to protect kids and wants to um, keep them from having to deal with those serious things when they're little. um, Because that's that's something no kid should have to deal with. You know, a 12 year old should not have to deal with the fact that there's this woman who looks like her mother who's going around killing people. Maybe. Maybe you could shelter them from that for a little while. But I liked in the end that she decided she was going to just tell Ruby the truth from now on and keep her in the loop. And I, I agree with you that I think if Ruby had that information, maybe she could have done something about it. I don't know if she if this would have been the episode that she could have tried to connect to her mother inside of Rain, but uh, that didn't happen this time around. So I think that there is something to be said about how Ruby having more information will maybe help in the future. And I thought it was a nice touch that Ruby's wearing the Supergirl necklace in this episode. Oh, I noticed that too. Yeah, so she that's that Supergirl necklace that Sam gave her for Christmas. And that and they have that talk about how they're stronger together. So I was like, "Hmm, the very uh very important uh, wardrobe accessory this week." I think. So I really in, I really enjoyed that uh so we'll ha- we'll have to see what what Ruby does uh in future episodes but I-, I was glad to see that Ruby i mean that was a big revelation for her to oh, find yeah, out oh yeah that was
0: that was huge I, and i did i did like that during the fight she like grabs that giant gun and she's like about to use it she's like hold on supergirl i'm gonna put down some fire <laughs> like, <laughs> like what what are you doing <laughs> little girl b- drop drop that giant gun <laughs> it had like several barrels on it i was like how are you even holding that that looks very heavy it did look very heavy and the, the thing that
1: i the only thing i did question about alex in this episode is that she when she was gonna protect ruby in that fight she like took her behind like it looked like a like a uh lamppost light stand or something i was like how is that gonna shield her from rain take her behind the bookcase do something
0: put her somewhere else that's not gonna protect i know her. she's like she's like we're gonna be very safe now now stand behind this pole <laughs>
1: <laughs> they'll <laughs> never see
0: us coming just stand on your side <laughs> behind this pole. They won't even notice us. They won't see you. It'll be fine.
1: <laughs> um, I, th- I thought that, that was a little silly, but uh, they managed to escape it. And they did it because, I guess, of the shocking news of using Rain's own uh, like moral code, her code of ethics against her. How, how did you think that that worked in terms of that being this new plan that they're going to go with is using Rain's moral code against her.
0: I liked the aspect of the episode where they um, they're talking to uh, Mirren and they get this idea from Mirren. I thought that, that was really the stuff with uh, with Supergirl and Jean and Mirren. I thought was really strong um, because. It's giving David Harewood like a a lot of of really good material to work with, he's doing a great job. Carl Umley's doing a great job. I'm sad and upset about everything. <laughs> uh, I'm now I have to be sad about mochas. <laughs> like I don't want to be sad about I don't want to be sad about chocolate and coffee. <laughs> I want to feel happy. I want to feel good about that. But now I feel sad about it. Uh, so I thought that they did a really great job with that stuff. Um, I feel like it was a really smart idea to hit on her moral code, but I also feel like they haven't established this moral code as being a big deal to her, um, in such a long time that I was like, what? Oh, that's right. She was mostly killing criminals, wasn't she? But like, it took me a really long time to get there, uh, which I feel like is less a, a this episode issue and maybe more of a seasonal issue. Like if this was going to be, a big deal down the line they should have hit it earlier in the season a little harder yeah they
1: i think they introduced it in rain which i think was the eighth or ninth i want to say it was the ninth episode of the season so if it it, if that's the case it's been about nine episodes since they really hit that hard so and and that was back in december so it's been a long time. Yeah,
0: for, for all of us watching. It's been it's been a while since we remembered that Rain had a moral code. And I feel like mostly we've been watching the other world killers just kill indiscriminately. So it's hard to remember that, like, Rain's whole bag was that she was killing villains. Uh, because they just haven't mentioned it in such a long time. Like, I feel like they haven't mentioned it since the you know the live wire death episode yeah i think that's probably the
1: last i think it was introduced in rain and then kind of followed up in the fort Roz episode but yeah i'm still kind of iffy on that whole thing because i don't understand where rain gets her idea of who's a sinner and who's good i don't know where that standard comes from so when supergirl is talking to her and she's like you know this girl; she's done nothing. She's not a sinner. Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Well, what if, according to Rain's standards, Ruby would be a sinner? Like, I don't understand how because I don't think Rain and Supergirl standards would they line up? Do they have the same idea of what's good and what's bad? So I I don't fully understand that. Maybe I'm thinking about it too much. I probably am. But uh, I don't know how they're going to be able to use that for so many other people because I think Rain would be able to justify it in her mind. Oh, well, this other person is terrible. I'm going to kill them. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a like a long term game plan for them.
0: Yeah, we don't re- we don't really know much about her what she considers like her system of justice. We know that she's about all about justice, but we don't really know what like what is a world killers <laughs> like moral code. Um, Maybe they're all about killing children. Maybe that's their whole bag. We don't know.
1: We we honestly don't know. Maybe
0: maybe when she, I mean, I guess from like some perspective, like Ruby picked up that giant gun and was like gonna shoot her with it. Like, could that make her a criminal in in Rain's eyes? I don't know because we don't really know much about her moral code. We need
1: more information (laughs) because I don't fully understand it. I guess we're supposed to go on the assumption that her moral code is kind of like Supergirl's. It's the only way to makes sense out of the fact that rain stopped i mean she stopped she was not gonna kill ruby because she thought that supergirl made she was like fair point Yeah, yeah you've made a fair point supergirl i'm gonna stop and not kill this person so yeah i i don't know what to make of all that but I think they're going to have to find another way because I just I don't see that being a thing that they can use again.
0: Yeah, no, I don't I don't think that this is going to be their like consistent like rain is about to do something and they're like, wait, rain have you weighed the pros and cons (laughs) of killing this person here, here, here is their, their arrest record or something, you know, like, I don't think that they're going to be able to like, well, their their files, their juvie files were sealed. So technically they've committed no crime. Like, I don't, I don't think that they can pull this one out like over and over again.
1: (laughs) This person filled out a survey and we have determined that they are not a sinner. So you can't, you can't, you can't harm that person. They completed the survey. Yeah, I don't know that that's gonna uh, be something that they can deal with in the future. And speaking of uh, the moral codes of characters not quite lining up, uh, there were some really juicy Kara super slash Supergirl and Lena moments in this episode. So what did you think about the dynamic between Lena and I well, I guess you have to talk about about him as the same person because there's a lot of uh, interesting things going on between with with Kara because she's having to deal with Lena as Kara and Lena uh, with Lena as Supergirl. So it's it's kind of hard to split them up. But <laughs> so so
0: what what did you think about the way Lena was dealing with both Supergirl and Kara? I think there's so much Lena and Kara stuff in this episode to unpack, and I didn't I didn't. I don't mind them being like at odds and I don't mind them having some conflict in their friendship. I do feel like this is feels a little manufactured in a way I don't like particularly like Uh, just because I think we talked about it in the last episode, but cars like flip out over kryptonite does feel like it's coming from nowhere. Uh, This is not like a well-established character trait of hers. I mean, I get that kryptonite is like, Not a thing that you want to like hang out with (laughs) in general, but this idea that she's like completely that kryptonite is her kryptonite basically (laughs) has not been established in this show at all. Uh, because when i think when superman is uh, stopped by last season and had his own kryptonite freak out which they are very they're a very uh, whiny about kryptonite both of them <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i don't remember kara being like Yeah, like, Superman's totally right. And, like, I also hate Kryptonite. And now I'm mad, too. Like, (laughs) (laughs) she was, like, very much not involved. So suddenly this, like, you know, I can't even be logical when it comes to Kryptonite, even though this Kryptonite can be very helpful in this very like life or death situation we're all dealing with. (laughs) And she's like, I don't even want to hear it. Uh, I'm defriending you on Facebook. (laughs) It's over. I'm returning all the flowers you've sent me. Like, I just don't, I don't, it felt like it was kind of coming out of nowhere. Like they, they wanted them to have some conflict in that relationship. And then, and then they worked from there instead of like figuring out something that they would organically have a conflict about. I don't know, Um, but I I just didn't, I really didn't like the way that Supergirl was acting in this episode, it was very, it did feel a little bit out of character, and a little intense in a way that I was like, whoa, girl, maybe just hold on for one second, like let her talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would agree, and I think for the most part, I am on Lena's side on this situation, and that, that that kills me because Kara is my favorite character and I would I would love to be on Kara's side about everything but <laughs> there's there's some weird stuff going on here with with Kara. Uh the first thing I think is that Lena makes a really really good point with her because Kara like she's like kryptonite can kill me and it's terrible it's terrible like it 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 feels like my skin is being seared off my bones and nails are running through my blood and Lena's like Yeah, big whoop. A thousand things can kill me, Supergirl. You know, things every day can, you know, I can walk out of my house and be, you know, well, she didn't say this, but this is what I think sometimes. It's like, well, the the moment you walk out of your house, you could be killed by any number of things. You could be killed by a car in the street. You could be struck by lightning. You could be you know, shot by gunfire. You know, anytime you go out, sorry, that's really
0: depressing, I know. I mean, I was going to make it more depressing and be like, you actually can die in your house really easily, too. (laughs) That's true. You could fall down your stairs. You could fall off something. There could be a fire. There could be, like, (laughs) there's so many different ways, so many ways to die. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I really liked that point, too. I thought Lena, I don't, I feel like that was, that would not be something I would come up with in a fight. So I was like, Lena whoa like drop in some knowledge but it was uh, like a good example like yes Supergirl there's this one thing that really hurts her and maybe can kill her um, but for everyone else like everything can hurt and kill us just existing basically yeah I, th- I think Supergirl slash Kara at this
1: point I think she needs to take that information in from Lena to understand what it's like to be a human because she has felt like what it what it's like to be a human before. She was human for a day. Wink, wink. (laughs) She's experienced what it's like to be vulnerable and have pain and how terrible that is. And I would think at this point in her career, she would be understanding, you know, as a superhero of, of how vulnerable humans are. Like a lot of bad things can happen to us. And Lena makes a good point. She's like, you know, there are all these things that can kill us, but we don't go around banning them. You know, like we have Fire can kill us, but we don't go around, you know, banning bonfires and candles. Cars kill people every day, but we have to still get in, in them to go to work. You know, there are things that we have to just deal with as human beings. You have that one thing, <laughs> one thing, and we have to deal with all of these other things. And she didn't even mention being sick. Car doesn't really have to deal with that a lot. So I, I just, I was so on board with Lena when she brought that point up. And I even kind of... Uh, got a little personal when uh, when Car said that thing about you know feels like the skin is being seared off my bones and all this kind of stuff and I thought back to my cancer treatment because there was this thing I had to take uh, I I forget now how often I had to take it I think it was like every every round of chemo at some point like every three weeks maybe I can't remember but it was awful it was this drug called nulasta and you had to take it to kind of uh boost up your uh i think it was white white blood cell counts and it was awful morgan i it would it would debilitate me for like 24 to 48 hours i could feel
0: my bones oh no i don't i don't ever want to feel my bones <laughs> I just want to know that they're there, but never have to know that they're there.
1: I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody, but like I could uh, normally like you don't even think about your bones because they're just there in your body. But when I had that in the shot, I could just, I felt a real sense of, oh, they're all of the bones that are creaking in my body, and it's hard to move them, and it's very painful when I move them. So I would just lay in my bed for like 24 hours and be like, if I don't move, it won't hurt, it'll be fine. And so I would just, you know, I mean, I would stay in my bed and, you know, marathon Battlestar Galactica. So it wasn't terrible. I could kind of take my mind off it, but I was just like, Supergirl, I have done that. I know you think the kryptonite is like skin being seared off your bones. But how about trying to be a cancer patient taking new elasta? That's pretty terrible, too. So I was not even anywhere
0: close to being on Kara's side with this. I had such a hard time being on her side because I was like, you, you were being such a baby about this. Basically, like she there's one thing that that hurts her and there's a million
1: things that hurt us yeah i i just i just couldn't get on board with car like i understand it's something that can kill her and she has to be really careful about it but come on like i just I, i'm i like you i'm like stop stop being a little baby you're being a little bit of a baby here and i i thought it was kind of crazy the way supergirl kept being like i'm mad at you but then i forgive you and then i'm mad at you again and then i'm kind of g- gonna forgive you like the last couple of episodes, she's been kind of wishy-washy about that, and so I'm just like, I don't know what you're thinking, uh because you you seem to be kind of chaotic the way you're you're approaching this whole uh, subject.
0: Yeah, and like and like the fact that like Lena, after her conversation with James, like went to Kara and was oh Supergirl and was like, here is a a uh, suitcase full of kryptonite. Don't worry, lead-lined, gotcha, gotcha. But <laughs> <laughs> but she explained that, you know, it's not, you know, it wasn't Lex's kryptonite. I figured out how to synthesize it myself. But, hey, wouldn't this be a great tool in the fight against rain? And, and Supergirl's like, I don't even want to hear it. Like, I'm going to go throw that in, like, an ocean or something. Like, I was just... I, If you are your back is up against a wall and you have a a foe that you have never even gotten close to beating and somebody walks in with like a do Ex machina (laughs) that's going to help. I feel like be nicer to that person just is like it's just like the the minimum you can do. Just maybe don't yell at
1: them. Yeah. And that's a good point, too. Lena was being honest with her. She's like, look, I figured out how to make this stuff. I can make a lot of it. And I brought it to you so that you can use it to defeat Rain. She even Lena even had like a spray by her bed. Oh my
0: God, that was amazing! The fact that she has <laughs> a spray can of kryptonite is like my favorite thing. <laughs> she she sprayed Rain like a cat.
1: Like if you <laughs> she did get out. <laughs> you know, like sometimes sometimes I guess people when they try to get cats not to do certain things, they'll spray them with water or something. That's
0: <laughs> it what it looked like. Re- it reminded me of like when um when my mom's dog when when uh she first adopted him he would bark at everything he still does so none of this worked by the way but uh (laughs) we had a trainer go like when he barks just spray a little water at him or like spray a little lemon at like in his mouth and so (laughs) he he would just run away but it reminded me of that like no no
1: (laughs) (laughs) no rain (laughs) well it worked rain left the apartment she flew out of there uh so i mean lena's gone the extra mile not only has she created all this kryptonite to help fight rain she's even found ways to uh distribute it so that it would help you know she can put i I don't know why they're not carrying little cans of you know
0: spray kryptonite with them everywhere (laughs) i know they should just make it impossible for rain to go anywhere (laughs) somebody's always just there spraying like kryptonite in her face going no (laughs) (laughs) and that's how they train rain (laughs) (laughs) oh yes (laughs)
1: that that only makes sense Um, but Lena was being really honest. She had found creative ways to uh, use the kryptonite, and Kara was really unwilling to work with her, and I I didn't quite like that. Now, I I understand what she's saying when she says, you know, turn over the formula to Alex, bring all your kryptonian elements from your lab to the DEO, and you've got to stop making kryptonite. So I know that she wants to put it in hands she trusts a little more. Like, she would trust kryptonite in Alex's hand. She would trust kryptonite in the hands of jean or when i get that but she was being so unreasonable and i there were parts of this episode where i really liked car i think i thought supergirl shined uh a, a lot in the moments with Patri- patricia i liked her standing up to rain but the stuff with lena i was just like oh my gosh
0: the stuff with lena was actually kind of hard it was kind of Because, yeah, it was a little hard for me to deal with. I was just like, you're being ridiculous. And Lena was just being, like, completely honest with her. Like, just all the way on the up and up. Like, this is this stuff. I synthesized it. Kind of thought you might want to use it to deal with this, uh, you know, this crazy Kryptonian that's, like, hunting the city. Guess not. (laughs) And I think even later in the episode, John suggests that they can use Lena's kryptonite for something. And I was like, oh, so you're cool with that suggestion? <laughs> like she didn't jump all over him and be like, kryptonite? We've talked about this.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm I, curious to to find out your thoughts on that elevator scene at the very end of the episode. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> had some palpable tension that was coming out of that elevator. So <laughs> what did you think about that?
0: So I legitimately have no idea idea what to read into that I feel very passionately that Lena knows that Kara is Supergirl at this point there is a moment where she says something and the camera just kind of zooms in on Lena's face kind of going like and it's it's just it, it the beat was like uh that they took in the the episode was so um it wasn't like something that the audience was reading into it felt purposeful so i i'm starting to think like it's not just me going like making the joke that lena has known for like forever and is just kind of waiting around it's starting to feel like lena de- actually does know and the show is telling us that lena knows and if she does know she is really giving it to Kara. <laughs> yeah I feel like she it Lena does know she's real mad now <laughs> <laughs> about the whole about basically all of the situation that happened in this episode. And she's like, not only am I going to like shade Supergirl right to your face (laughs) i'm also going to tell you that i know that you went behind my back and tried to get my boyfriend to spy on me i don't think that's okay (laughs) and i want you to think about how that wasn't okay
1: (laughs) it's interesting to me that if alina does know and she's she's giving car a hard time it's crazy to me that car doesn't seem to be picking up on it
0: yeah car just like Whew, can't believe I made it through that interaction? Like, no, you didn't. No, she's on to you, Kara. What is happening? Uh, yeah, and I also thought, I mean, she, uh, Alina mentions that uh, Supergirl tried to get James to break into her her vault and uh, see if she had crypto or like I don't know. Remember how specific she got? But there seemed to be no question of like, why would she get James? our good buddy and CEO to break into a vault. How would he even do that? He's certainly not guardian. And we both know that like, <laughs> like, the fact that like none of this stuff, like the stuff about mon just being randomly back. And like, it never comes up with Lena and Kara that like, Oh, Hey, your alien boyfriend, uh, who Supergirl seems to know real well is back. Have you noticed that? <laughs> like, it's just so many like little things that would make sense retroactively if Lena knew and was just like, I guess I'm just going to let this go.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess in some ways I can understand it from Kara's point of view. Because Lena is a Luther, she does have some trepidation. And this episode in particular, I think gives us a reason for that a little bit because Lex had a whole like safe room that was guarding against Kryptonians. I mean, Rain came down there and Lex had already had guns ready to fire up he had a fire that was going to uh try to do something a, a cold blast and all of that is taken from superman the movie the movie that's actually uh the exact order of the tests that lex luther and superman the movie i think maybe only in the special edition i can't remember now um but when superman goes down to find lex luther lex puts those exact same tests oh on that's so superman. funny i missed that reference that's amazing so uh so lex luther had uh figured some you know he had crafted this thing in his his underground bunker in his elaborate invisible mansion to fight off Kryptonians because that's what a Luther does against a super. So I guess there is that that worry that Lena's going to become that. And I get that from Kara. She and she understands that interaction and that dynamic between Superman and Lex Luthor and she doesn't want to go there but at the same time i just i keep i keep thinking just tell lena just take a chance on her
0: that she'll be cool about all of this i think it would be it would be different to me if lena had shown some like hardcore moral ambiguity like if she had done something like really messed up but like besides almost killing morgan edge which i mean i I gotta hold it down for for all the Morgans <laughs> out there, uh, you know Morgans for life. But also, who can blame her? He's kind of a jerk. He is <laughs> like, a jerk. But like, beside besides, like one or two little things, it's not like Lena is out there like experimenting on children or anything. Like, there's no reason for Carr to think that Lena is anything but what she seems. So it's kind of it's kind of weird that she hasn't told her and I, I think I said it last week and I, I think I've said it several times, but it, it it's more jarring on this show because everyone else knows. Like, I feel like they're like all the main cast know probably a bunch of extras know everyone of the DEO knows. <laughs> I'm sure there are some people out on the street that know her secret identity. <laughs> She's not good at keeping it. So the fact that there's only like one person on this show who doesn't know Car is Supergirl and it's Lena and it's her friend and they're like pretty chill and she's and Lena has gotten mixed up in some of these like super powered shenanigans so she can't just be like oh I'm just trying to keep her out of all of this you know this craziness because she's in it a lot so at this point it just makes sense to tell her there's really no reason not to
1: well and I don't even think it's about the kryptonite because Kara's been not wanting to tell Lena her secret for a long time now. So it's not even about the, oh, well, she's made Kryptonite, I can't trust her. I think that, yeah. I think that
0: builds think like it. But you didn't trust it. her before. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that builds onto it, but I don't think that that's the reason for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it was it was weird for me in this episode that, like, James is more accepting and trusting of her. And if you think about it, like, James has probably had more direct you know, interactions with Lex Luthor than Carr would have, because James was, uh, was hanging out with, with Clark and, in, uh, and Superman and, and getting involved in all that kind of stuff. So he would have more reason to distrust Luthor. And yet he's like, you know what? No, you're a, you're a good egg. <laughs> and I trust you. Yeah. And
1: he, he's seen the, the good work that Lena does and that she wants to do and, I just uh, I I think it's really unfortunate that Kara has chosen not to trust her, and there were some really cutting things that Lena said to Kara about Supergirl. And the the thing that I think really, if if I was Supergirl, this this would cut me to the core. She says Supergirl's not all truth and justice like she pretends to be. Ooh, that should have gutted Kara because that the saying pretends. Uh, that that would really that would really hit me in my emotional core and in all of my values and all of that. Um, so and I think Cara wants to be the person who does stand up for good things like truth and justice, and she wants to be honorable and noble, and she wants to fight for people and do the right thing. And for Alina to to make the claim that she's just pretending to be all of that, oh. I, I think Kara really needs to
0: rethink this. Yeah, I do too. I I, I liked that she um, made the comment that it was low that that Supergirl would lo- would use her own like personal would use Lena's personal relationships against her because yeah, Kara or, and uh, Supergirl could have went to like any number of people and been like, hey, break into you know Elcor and get into that vault and see if there's kryptonite inside because she works in the DEO with a bunch of trained agents and somebody could have (laughs) like mission impossible in there, but she chose the one person dating Lena Luther to do that. That's kind of messed up on like so many levels because she's friends with both of them. And that's not nice. (laughs) It's just not nice. Kara. And man,
1: Lena compared her to her mother. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that, it got rough in that elevator. I felt like there might be some smoke that would be coming out of it because I, <laughs> I just, I just feel like the, you know, it's things were getting too intense. Something was going to happen, uh, and I, I think it ended. The scene kind of ended where Lena says, "You know, Supergirl crossed the line. I can never trust her again." And I wonder if that's true. I wonder if they won't be able to come come back from this. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how Kara deals with this, because this is the first time that we've seen Kara and Lena together in a while.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's the first time we've seen Kara in a while. In like three episodes, I think. Yeah. She's been like all Supergirl all the time in the last couple episodes. So I I hate to say it,
1: but I mean, I think this is going to start the... The uh, damage to Kara and Lena's friendship. And I th- I've i been kind of trying to follow some of this stuff. This may, may be a real stretch and nobody cares about this but me. But they they've been using like a lot of broken glass imagery in these like last couple of episodes. Like at Lena's hotel, of course, when um rain comes in and and busts in the window she leaves a bunch of broken glass supergirl's kneeling on the floor looking at the broken glass um at the uh at patricia's house rain cracks the the glass in the picture frame of sam and ruby where's this you know happy mother-daughter picture and i i just think that that's just a sign of things breaking relationships are breaking on the show things are cracking and uh I, I can i can i can sense it i can feel it it's so like the the most appropriate word to me is palpable like i sense it i can it's almost like i could touch it it's it's so tense the, the tension is very thick uh between some of these uh relationships and especially kara and lena and so i, I don't know what's going to happen because i think kara because she has not told lena the truth she has done a real number on that relationship with Lena, and uh, I, I don't know if she can. I don't know if she can take it back. I don't know if at this point, if Kara tells her the truth,
0: would Lena forgive her? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I hope so because I don't necessarily want to see them have like the falling out over this. If they're going to have a falling out, I kind of wish it would be. I don't know, more a little bit more well developed. I just didn't like the way that some of the stuff went down in this episode. And I don't know if it was the previous one or the one before that. So I hope that they can find a way to become friends again. I really like that friendship and that relationship on the show. So I would hate to lose it. As much as I want to see Lena go evil Luther, I don't want it to be over this. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if, if she's going to go... Dark Luther, Dark Lena, uh, and she's gonna start wearing like really heavy eye makeup or whatever uh, <laughs> evil characters do. I, I want it to be uh, a lot more epic than than this. This is just kind of a little like it, it feels like a petty fight, even because Supergirl is being so unreasonable in, in this case. I think this is the start of it. I think
1: this is like going starting to go down. You know, it's a downward spiral into what might blow up in their faces. But uh, I don't think this is the thing that's going to turn Lena evil. But uh, it's maybe a, a, a preview of what's to come. So I, I just it just sucks because it's like, Kara, if you just told her the truth to begin with, none of this would be happening. She would totally understand. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love Cara. She's my favorite character on the show. But I'm on
0: Team Lena, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100% Team Lena. And I, I expected to be more, like, when they had a fight, I expected to be more conflicted over, like, who I would side with because I love them both. But I, I'm not conflicted at all. Like, Kara is being so unreasonable in this whole situation. It's hard, It's It's hard to even imagine being on her side for me. Yeah. So I hope
1: next week really wins me back to Kara. Like, I hope Kara does something that, that really makes me think, okay, Kara, we're going to, we're going to do a fresh start here. And we're back. (laughs) So I, yeah, that, that Lena stuff was tough to to take in this episode. And there was one more thing. I think think we should talk about briefly before
0: we get to feedback. Is this the most important thing that we learned in this episode, which is that Lena also sleeps in her office. (laughs) (laughs) And this, and this is why nothing else has convinced me To get on this James and Lena train. But I think that might have done it. Like (laughs) I was like. They're meant to be. (laughs) Because we know. We know that James lives under his desk. This has been established in canon. Confirmed. Uh, Yes. This has been confirmed on the show. And now we've learned that Lena. Also lives in her office. Like in her office building somewhere. She just sort of set up a room for herself. So. I mean Clearly they get along on that level where they're like, I could I could own somewhere to live or I could just stay here forever. <laughs> and, uh, I, I liked that James was like, you didn't think of like getting your own place. And she was like, oh, you know, it just felt temporary. He's like, you've been here two years. <laughs> I want to know. So somebody, I think, pointed this out on, um, on Twitter and I can't remember who it was, so I apologize. But they were like, is this going to like cue a national city real estate conversation (laughs) absolutely it is what do you think the real estate is like in national city because i feel like lena has put it on the back burner because like every time she goes to look at a place it gets like snapped up right away but i feel like the prices she's first of all she is very wealthy but second of all can the prices in national city be that high because like everything like the city is completely getting decimated by aliens like every other day oh yeah yeah do you want to raise a family when like your kid could be going to school in a building like by them falls you just don't it's uh there's some big risks in living in national city i mean i guess big rewards supergirl's pretty cool but i mean is that is that worth maybe having your home flattened by an alien i don't know (laughs) I don't know, is, is being able to hang out occasionally with Brian the alien and get into his
1: wacky schemes, is it worth it? I mean, I was going to take us in the direction of talking about Monel and the love triangle, <laughs> but... I'd rather, this, I'd rather stay on the real estate. This is way more interesting to talk about, <laughs> because we got the introduction of the Invisible Mansion this week, and you talk about real estate. Why
0: doesn't she live there? It's <laughs> a giant Invisible Mansion. <laughs> Just take down your creepy mother's portrait. You can take that down. You don't have to leave the decorations in there. If you had that technology, why would <laughs> you ever live in a hotel?
1: I mean, granted, you could have somebody, you know, clean your room for you, take care of everything that you need. But you could still do that in the invisible mansion. I mean, you could she, can she can have
0: servants. <laughs> it could be a down-abbey situation. <laughs> <laughs> get yourself, Girl, get yourself a butler. <laughs> I
1: just don't understand if you had that capability, even if you wanted to stay in the city, you wouldn't have to stay in that mansion in the middle of nowhere where nobody can find you. And it would be very difficult to go there every day. You could still maybe apply that same technology to the city. Yeah, maybe you could you know have an invisible skyscraper or an invisible
0: uh high-rise building. Everything in my life would be invisible if I had that technology. <laughs> like she is she is really wasting it on just hiding that one mansion. Yeah, I mean, I guess
1: I guess every rich person needs a, you know, a country getaway for the weekend, but if if you're still having trouble finding real estate in National City, I mean, use an invisible uh, housing uh, technology that you can apply there.
0: Exactly. And I feel like, you know, your, your, your home your homeowner's insurance is going to be way lower out there <laughs> because a lot less destruction seems to be happening. I mean, possibly not with rain. Now that's going to raise up. That, but yeah. <laughs> before that, <laughs> it's got to be a lot cheaper than living in National City where like uh, an event happens. At least a big event, at least once a year, almost always around May, June. So you're probably going to want to get out of the city at that. That's when I'm sure everybody schedules their vacations. Like at work, they're all putting in their PTO days for like (laughs) late May. They're like, I got to get out of (laughs) here. Someone is going to invade the city. I just know it. (laughs) It sweeps week and I have to
1: live. (laughs) I just don't understand why you would ever leave that mansion.
0: Why would you you ever
1: leave? It it makes no sense. Why would you ever leave that place? I mean, I know the basement has some uh, violent things down there,
0: (laughs) but it also has a pool. But yeah, there's a pool. I mean, i would i would put up with a with a murder room for a pool i mean i don't know what that says about me but i know but i know in my heart it's true <laughs> i mean don't think about it as a murder room think about it as a
1: a, a lockdown room if someone yes. was was going to come in that's your safe safe space in the house that's where you would go if uh, an intruder broke in so you could think about it that way. That's a little more uh, less murdery.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're gonna find out that like the his his mansion Lex's mansion is like a HH H. Holmes kind of murder palace <laughs> like, like maybe next season. they're gonna just keep on finding like trap doors that go to nowhere. It's gonna be like the Winchester murder house where there's like you open a door and it's just a, like a straight drop or something. I mean
1: Miss, Mrs. Queller said something to the effect of you know it's a good thing we haven't found a dead body in here so who who knows what's in (laughs) lex's mansion some some crazy things could still be in there i would like to spend more time in the mansion
0: i I want i want another episode like just what about a bottle episode a bottle episode (gasps) in the mansion would be amazing yes (laughs) with all like trap doors and hidden hallways like a good mystery episode
1: in the mansion. That would be a great Halloween episode. Like a like an episode of like a, like um, pattern it after the movie Clue. Yes. That would be great. That would be really cool. We just
0: read an episode of Supergirl. We did. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> From writer's free idea. <laughs> bottle episode. We're putting it out there in the universe. We want more mansion. We want a bottle episode for Halloween. <laughs> I mean, Lena and James go to the country for the weekend and shenanigans. Lena's like, where did I lose James? He's sleeping under a desk somewhere. (laughs) He's like, he's like, there was too much room on that bed. (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I would like to see more of the mansion. That was, I I even kind of want that. I want a copy of that Lena, Lillian Luther portrait. (laughs) I, I would hang that in my house. It would be super creepy, but I kind of want it. It was amazing. Yes. (laughs) I'm glad to know that that exists. (laughs) Um, but I do think, I mean, as much as maybe I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> I think we should talk about Monel choosing to stay in the present to help Supergirl and the D.E.O. fight Rain. So, what did you think about the um, the process of making that decision? We saw that Emra was kind of on board with it. What What did you think about Emra uh, saying, "Hey, it's cool if you if you stay behind"?
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't like any of it, but. <laughs> I just felt like it was, it was so transparent that it was the love triangle and here it was, and I've been waiting for it and I've been hoping it wouldn't, it wouldn't come around, but here it is again. And now it's happening. Like I just kind of settled in and, uh, (laughs) and let it wash over me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Didn't fight it. Um, I don't, I mean, it just felt so obvious that the, you know oh th- if only one legionnaire <laughs> <laughs> would return to that time then the odds increase by like you know 30 percent really mon is gonna increase the odds by that much all he can do is a uh, cape trick <laughs> <laughs> like i don't understand and and by that logic like why doesn't brainy just go back or Imra?
1: emra has a different power set than the rest of the yeah
0: Imra is total is very powerful. It just seemed like they needed they Imra definitely had to go back conveniently, uh, so that their you know world didn't like go crazy with whatever um, the intergalactic alliance. war. Yes, the intergalactic war. But you would also think that by that logic, Monel would also definitely have to go back because he married her to like prevent that intergalactic you know, war between whatever and whatever. Uh, obviously I was paying really good <laughs> attention to the love triangle. I, mean, I, I of think that season. sums it up. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like by cutting people out, it would make the most sense for Brainy to just go back because it seems like Emmer can pilot that ship by herself just fine. Yeah. So it seems like they need both, like they would need both Monel and Emmer to go back. It's really convenient that nobody ever like even mentioned like well, there's three of us and two of us really need to go home and one of us. Uh, I know that we don't want to pay for the seed for the makeup, but <laughs> <laughs> but one of us seems like the best option. <laughs> it was it, it just felt like a bit much. It was just it, it was so much like so obvious that they needed to get Monal back somehow so that they could continue with this, like, love triangle, doomed romance storyline, which, I mean, I guess some people are into. It's just very much not my bag. And so as soon as I heard that that was happening, I was like, oh, God. I mean, at the very least, he can give her back her necklace. He just still had it with him. Didn't even think about giving it back. I was like, you know, that's her mom's necklace. What in the world, dude? Super dead. So if you could give that back to her, that'd be great. <laughs> I have
1: been, for the most part, the last couple of episodes. I was really chill about what was going on with this
0: love triangle, and you were kind of getting me to be chill about it. Like, <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. I set chill. you up for a fall, <laughs> and you were like, you know what? Maybe it's going to be fine. And I was like, you, Re- Rebecca makes some good points, and maybe it will be fine. <laughs> but it definitely came
1: roaring back in this one, and I was, I was a little unhappy to see that they. They tried to balance it out because I, I did enjoy the stuff between Kara and Monel where she talks about how she's happy that she witnessed the man he's become and that she's, you know, really gonna miss his friendship. And they just it seemed nice. It seemed like they were in a nice place. And then with that whole business about a legionnaire uh increasing their chances of defeating Rain, and so Monel goes back and <laughs> Emra, I thought was it, she was. It was very big of Emra to be like, "Look, I know you have some feelings for her, and I think uh, you need to go and deal with that. And if you come back to me, then I'll know you're the dude for me." So I, 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 I wonder what that will, if that will pay off for her. If that trust in Monel will pay off for her, um, because if it doesn't, I'm gonna be super mad at Monel because he's oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I know that's a tough choice for him. But, like, Emra's trusting him with this. And I kind of feel like she deserves something good out of this whole thing. Uh, because she did, she even talks about in the episode, you know, I took a risk for, you know, our marriage for you to come back here so that we could save all these people, even though it made me uncomfortable. It made me question our relationship. I did it because it was the right thing to do. And, uh... Now I think maybe he needs to. I don't know. I'm conflicted because I know that he has issues that he has to deal with, feelings he has to deal with. But I also want him to think about Emira because I think she's she's doing a, a lot of good things for Monel, and he, she's really thinking about him. And he does say like, you know, I'm with you, Emira, and I would never do anything to dishonor you. And so I think he has. To be fair, Monel has done right by her but i just i just think it puts all of them in these weird places in these weird positions ugh i was not crazy about it i just don't like it so i'm sorry that i set everyone up for <laughs> the false hope that the love triangle would not be that big of a deal
0: but i think it it, it is becoming such. I liked living in that mon positive space where the love triangle wasn't going to be a thing. It was su- super chill. It was it was a nice it was a nice moment I had. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fleeting moment that is now gone forever. And then the scale tilted ever so slowly <laughs> then, to the
1: negative. <laughs> reality set in, and this is what we're left with. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what is going to come of that, but. Uh, I was sorry to see Brainy and Emra go. So, uh, and they also mentioned—I'll uh, I'll mention this really quickly. I, I know we had questions before about the other people who were still like sleeping on the ship. Oh yeah.
0: Well, I, I also I also liked that they that they cleared up in this one because I think we talked about it in the probably in the last episode. We were saying like. Are they celebrating too soon that pestilence is gone? And it's yes. like you know because Rain has all of pestilence's powers, and like what's stopping her from like creating this virus? And and they kind of put that to, that one to bed in this episode. They're like, even though she's got all those powers, it's uh, the pestilence is still gone.
1: Yeah, that, I was glad to get that answer. They say that the the blight is a You know, there no existence of the blight is a certainty in the future, so we don't have to worry about that. But. They mentioned Chameleon Boy, which I thought was cool. We got a mention of him in there. And there were six other legionnaires in addition to Chameleon Boy who had gotten stricken by the blight. So I did I don't know if they were all on that ship, but I, I thought it was really funny. Alex was like, I was wondering why you hadn't woken them up to join the fight. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Me too.
0: I've been asking the question for a long time. <laughs> I, I was wondering that too, and I I, I did like the how she said that, and it was like, uh, it was uh, because if they had the play budget, <laughs>
1: <laughs> because we haven't cast these people yet, so we can't we can't reveal them because our cast is already too big. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at least we got some more clarification on those people who were still asleep on the cruiser. So that was good. Well, um, are there any other things that we uh, didn't talk about that you wanted to bring up? No, I think we got everything. Yeah, so we we did hit a lot of the high points. I'm trying to think if there was anything that I thought would be good to bring up. Uh, let's see. Oh, I guess we could talk about just briefly that Marin is starting t- uh, to, you know, con- well, I guess not starting. He's continually losing his memories. He's starting to forget Jean now. Uh, it's it's getting pretty bad. It seems like music calms him and helps him uh, you know, gives him a little bit of a quality of life. Uh, but it's it's kind of sad that, that that his memories are starting to uh, slowly erode away. And he's having trouble with that. And uh, I, I guess the only other thing that we didn't talk about that was kind of fun is uh, Brainy and Wynn,
0: Oh, yeah, that was amazing. I love that he gave him dirt, but he bugged it.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I was uh, not under the impression that Win was a dirt collector. But apparently that is a thing that he is into. <laughs> uh, and when uh, Brainy calls him at 1.42 level intellect. But it sort of seemed like Brainy was just telling him that to make him think uh that he had some intellect so he could get that bug in the dirt i don't know it seemed seemed like he was sort of making that up to make win feel better i guess uh so i don't know if that's an actual uh account of how smart win is
0: (laughs) i did like their awkward hug
1: yes the uh, shall we embrace yeah, it was super. <laughs> and then when awkward. he starts,
0: he starts coming like towards his face, <laughs> as if that's how you hug a person. <laughs>
1: that was pretty great. That was not right. It it was not right. And my big question was: so Brainy like turns, he turns off the personal image inducer, and he becomes like regular Brainy with the blue and the the white hair. I was like, why did he do that with when? Why was it on in the first place? <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> why is it on? <laughs> why are they choosing to use him as like Brainiac Five in these moments? I don't. I don't understand the choices there. It's very strange. But uh, on the whole, what did you think about this episode? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Were you surprised? Shocked? Uh, tortured? What did you think?
0: I liked some aspects of it, and I was side eyeing some other aspects of it <laughs> I I don't know that the the supergirl and Lena stuff was a little tough for me. Uh, it's not that I always need them to get along, although that'd be great uh, but it just felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. and it was a little bit of a forced conflict. Um, and I just thought it did not paint Supergirl in the very best of lights. Uh, and then the the Monel stuff, uh, the Love Triangle stuff, starting with that was uh, not my favorite. Uh, but the Rain stuff I thought was really good. The stuff with her mom and the stuff with, um, with John and Mirren I thought was really good. So that stuff was great. The other stuff... More of a mixed bag for me.
1: Yeah, I really loved all the stuff with Rain hunting Ruby. I liked all of the Alex Ruby scenes. I even liked the Supergirl and Patricia stuff. I thought uh, Betty Buckley did a really great job making all of those emotional moments really. She sold it, you know, very well. So I liked all of that. Uh, the 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 legion stuff, I was a little <laughs> that's a mixed bad bag for me too. But on the whole, I liked this episode. Um, the Carolina stuff, I think really that it made the the episode sting a little bit and I, I in in the good ways uh, to to really make me think about what the dynamic is going to be like in the future. So I'm excited to see where that goes, even though it's going to be so torturous to watch uh just because it, you know you, you hate to see two characters who are supposed to be friends um have uh, you know be at odds so that uh it's it's good and it's emotionally torturous in a good way i guess if you could say that All right. Well, that's going to do it for our discussion. Uh, So let's find out what our listeners had to say about Shelter from the Storm. Uh,
0: At Madtown Davison said, very exciting episode. Coming from such a manipulative family, I think Lena values trust above all else. Supergirl broke her trust when she asked Guardian to break into her vault, and I don't expect Lena to get over it anytime soon. I'm also a little confused about where Monel and Imra left things. They both said the word honor a lot, and now Imra is gone. (laughs) Also, (laughs) once Imra returns to the future, won't she be able to immediately find out if Monel got back together with Supergirl? Because it's in the past? Also, if Mon-El gets with Supergirl in the past, won't people in the future know he broke his marriage vows to Imra, which would break the treaty between the Earth and Titan, and thereby cause an interstellar war? Hashtags science oh my brain hurts so this is where I usually uh toss it over to Amy from the uh, Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> podcast to explain time travel to me uh so I'm feeling a little lacking right now <laughs> yeah no
1: I think those are all really good points because maybe there would be some sort of record uh in the future of that of those relationships having being been formed so I don't know yeah you, you, you would think that if Supergirl and mon get back together that they would know something
0: Uh, At Patty Mello 20 said, I really love Rain. I think she's the best villain of the Arrowverse. I know people are crazy about Slade Wilson, but at the end of the day, he's just a man. Rain is possibly the most powerful being in this universe. Also, if Lena turns bad, I will choose her in the divorce. (laughs) Fair, fair. Um, At Kaya underscore Matsui said, if the writers wanted me to be on Lena's side and think that Kara is being a brat, they are doing a great job. I'm really annoyed by this storyline. I know some people Want the Luther versus Super Dynamics, but I thought the show would be more creative than that. Um, at MT Easton said, overall, this was a strong episode, awesome action sequences, some great John and Miran moments, and more Alex Ruby bonding. However, Kara needs to get over her kryptonite issues before she forces Lena unfairly into the role of a villain. Hashtag trust issues. <laughs> um at kenny crayley said shelter from the storm was action-packed scary intense and emotional a slow first half but a really good second half of the episode supergirl alex lena jean ruby and rain were the highlights of this episode um at gesso 13 said i love this new rain and really hope they can still save sam i also want to see game nights at the luther mansion see clue they could be in the Luther Mansion playing Clue! Or in Lena's swanky hotel room. Or both. Does Kara s- does Kara still have a job? Is Lena still her boss? Uh Monel needs to get to give the necklace back, help the team, then leave. <laughs> uh, I-, I agree about that. Does Kara still have a job? I mean, listen, if I had just decided to stop showing up to my job, I wouldn't, but <laughs> but th- things work a little differently for Cara Danvers somehow. Yeah, you would think that if she didn't show up for
1: a while, she'd get fired. But maybe when your best friend is your boss, I
0: guess uh, you can get some leeway. And your other best friend is also your boss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the answer to that is nepotism. Yes, I think so. Um, At true underscore just underscore Brian said, if Brainy has time travel, why do they have to go back to the future and not stick around to help Kara? Was there a particular historic bolt of lightning that was their only chance to return? This is also a really super good point why do they have to go now can't they just go literally whenevs <laughs> yes time travel that's how that's sort of a main selling point i feel like
1: but i do like uh uh at true uh underscore just underscore brian's use of both a back to the future reference and also uh, a lightning reference to lightning lad of the legionnaires so uh, i like i like where you're going with that uh, but yeah i think that
0: you could you could go to the future whenever that was uh, not well explained. We're, we're really poking a lot of holes in this episode. We I are uh, yeah. we are at <laughs> um, Super Grizz Mama said not a surprise that they gave Monel the out to cheat but with permission from his own wife. upset that no one thought to ask Kara how she felt about him staying around. It was once again just decided for her. now she gets to keep uh, now she gets to keep fending him off. At Chris Fundelinski said, "All in all, great episode, especially with Space Grandad. Not a fan of Supergirl not being able to see Lena's point of view and the team having trust issues." Though, Um, at Aildu said, "Supergirl is the one who always tries to see the good in everyone, and yet she's so quick to distrust her BFF, who has proven over and over again that she is good and trustworthy." Um, I don't get it. And if Brainy is a twelve and Win a one point four, what level of intellect do you think are the rest of the gang? Uh,
1: well, Lena is if she knows Kara is Supergirl, she's she's way up there. I would
0: say Lena's like seven eight. At least oh, she's got to be. I mean, she figured out how to synthesize kryptonite <laughs> and then put it in, like, a pepper spray bottle. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's even, I don't know, maybe I'd even go 9 or 10 on this one. Like, Lena is
0: never going to get carjacked by a Kryptonian. <laughs> let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lena uh, kind of outsmarted Brainy once, so she's, she's up there. Uh, Alex, I don't know, probably a little bit lower, but she's pretty smart, so I would say... Five six. I feel like John's smart as well. Oh yeah, Jean has to be way up there. Uh, Kara, I mean, she like Kryptonians just have super intelligence anyway. Although I don't think Kara's being very uh, all that smart here lately. She's not using it right right this moment. But <laughs> but they do have uh, a super intellect. So she's probably if she really applied herself, I think she'd be really smart. Uh, so maybe Kara would be. I don't know, seven, eight, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of hard because if you think about Brainy, he's supposed to be like the sm- the, one of the smartest beings in the world, a 12th level intellect. So it's kind of hard to gauge like how how would you determine Yeah, the, and like Wynne is pretty scale. smart
0: and he, he gave him a 1.4, which seems harsh.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe Alex would be a little lower. Maybe Alex would be like a 2.5 or a 3. Cause she, I think she's maybe smarter than Wen in some regards.
0: Yeah. I think we gotta, we gotta get, uh, talk to Brainy find out more about his scale. <laughs> we we need more information on the scale. We, we need just a little bit more information. What are the, what are the qualifications for the different levels? Exactly. Yeah. Um, at Mark HBPWM said, when we saw Sam's childhood room with that alcove, was that the same set as the girl's room in Midvale just redressed? I knew that the eventual reveal of Rain's identity to Ruby would be heartbreaking and Emma was great, but she just looks like your mom is still alive. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of disagree with that because uh, with
1: Alex, she's been in the rainforest. She knows that Sam is really in there somewhere, that the rain that they're facing right now is not actually Ruby's mom. So I think she was saying what she she was saying and believing that to be 100% true.
0: Yeah, because they're both sort of just taking turns uh, borrowing Sam's body. Like, Sam will be in there or Rain will be in there, but like rain is not sam
1: yeah she's not that per that side of the personality
0: yeah so i don't feel like she lied to ruby in that situation
1: yeah and i don't know about the uh redress set probably is my guess seems likely but i don't know
0: um at well zach said car really needs to trust lena and stop blaming her because she has kryptonite without it they will really struggle to contain rain because electricity isn't working it's true uh, at unicorn gabs too said what an emotional roller coaster this episode was i felt so bad for ruby and john's dad but I did, but i did love when win got that container of space dirt <laughs> <laughs> he loved it too it was not just space dirt it was future dirt from the future uh, at k cat Fifty-three said, "I don't like it, but I think they are doing a good job of selling the Supergirl and Lena mistrust. Going behind her back and asking James to spy on her was underhanded. However, we have seen so little of Lena and Kara and Kara that I have no idea where that friendship stands. Go away, Monel. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a little dig at Monel at the end there. Got to do it. Um, at Hab does B O five la la la." Uh, said, I think that Lena never trusted Supergirl. We saw that when Sam asked Lena to call Supergirl for help in episode 16, Lena didn't call her. I believe this trust distrust started a long time ago. Hmm. Um, at Paul is cast said, I didn't even remember. I, I didn't even remember what Kara Danvers looks like. That <laughs> is a really good point. When she popped up at the end of the episode, I was like, huh?
1: Normally she wears her her hair up, I think, with Lena.
0: But she had, her, she had her hair down in that elevator scene. Uh-oh. Uh, at Shop 23 said, Lena was really cutthroat about it all towards Kara if she does know Kara's Supergirl. I'm still thinking she knows. I can't accept Lena wouldn't see it. Hashtag Lena probably knows. I think Lena was, uh, I mean, if she, Lena does know and she's being cutthroat, I think she's probably pissed because Supergirl is not very nice to her. <laughs> I mean, I
1: can't blame her.
0: Honestly, I can't, this point. It's, it's hard for me to blame her, uh, c- considering Supergirl's, uh, basic attitude in this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, at, uh, VH451 said, not to carbon date myself, but Mrs. Queller is Hope from Hope and Gloria. Um, awesome. Always nice to see Cynthia Stevenson again. Other thoughts? Boo, brainy. Bugging winds dirt. Not cool. I'm so glad someone pointed this out because I used to watch
1: Hope and Gloria all the time. I loved Hope and Gloria. And when Mrs. Queller was walking Alex through the Invisible Mansion hallways, I was like, she seems really familiar where do I know her from? Her voice sounds familiar. She
0: kind of looks like someone I know. And I, I couldn't place her. Yeah, it was bothering me so much too. Hold on. I have never seen Hope and Gloria and have no idea what it is. So there must be something that I recognize her from as well. And I feel like I know what it is, but I don't want to say it if it's not right. Oh, it was Dead Like Me. That's what I know her from. She was, the, um, she was George's mom in Dead Like Me. She was very good in that show. She's good. So
1: I hope Mrs. Queller sticks around because I would like to see
0: more of her. Come back to visit Mrs. Queller. <laughs> like again, Lena, like have Mrs. Queller like <laughs> clean your house, your, your giant mansion. <laughs> I mean, she seems up
1: for it. She <laughs> likes being there, except for the fact that it was owned by a serial killer. No big deal. But other than that, she's she's Mrs. Qualler's getting her steps in. She's down for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, well, we have an email from Lynn who asks, "Quote: If Lena becomes a muppet at the end of the season, <laughs> this is this is from our conversation from uh, last episode. Uh, if Lena becomes a muppet at the end of the season, could Bebo really be tra- uh, transformed, Lex?" Oh my
0: god. <laughs> First of all, I think that Bebo is a source of light and joy in the world uh so I don't think that Bebo would be lex I mean, I think that Bebo is a is a net positive so <laughs> I'm gonna come down on the anti bebo uh Bebo Lex train. That's a fair enough
1: answer but now, with this question, I now really want to cast all of the supergirl characters as muppets <laughs> yes <laughs> that is that is something uh maybe I think about in my spare time now maybe I think about all the time <laughs> maybe I think about this quite frequently um so here's here's what I came up with uh you can uh, chime in if you disagree uh so I definitely would put Kara as Kermit Uh you know, she's the lead of the show a lot of the chaos revolves around her even though she tries to be the the central figure the you know the the character who holds everything together so I put Kara as Kermit Alex I had a, I had a hard time placing Alex so I just kind of saw Alex as maybe a, a raw fish character who who was just kind of, you know, chill this is a character that you can't really go wrong with. Uh, Cat Grant, I think, is definitely Miss Piggy. Oh, yeah. Um, Jean, I see, is more of a Sam the Eagle. I think that's perfect. Very patriotic. Uh, works for the government. That, that seems uh, appropriate. Uh, I put brainy as a Bunsen honeydew <laughs> uh James uh i I thought that he might be Walter Walter's kind of a newer Muppet uh from oh Walter the Muppets from the movie yeah the the movie with Amy Adams uh the Muppets uh so I kind of you know Walter was a good guy, really believed in uh Kermit and all of the the characters that he had kind of admired so I yeah sort of sort of saw him as James who had kind of uh admired superman and lois and cat grant and all those characters uh when i feel like when is a scooter he's trying to always hold down the fort he's kind of going around doing all the things that need to be done uh I, this is gonna sound terrible but uh in monel's previous days on daxam <laughs> he was kind of a ladies man and uh so i would put him as animal you know, Animal would go around, you know, screaming, woman, woman. That's what Monel was doing on Daxom. <laughs> That's basically what his whole deal was. Uh, maybe not now. The Monel, the bearded Monel that we know now, I don't think is Animal. Uh, but I was trying to find uh, a character that maybe I could put him.
0: I just uh, realized that Lena's not on this list. Who would Lena be? I d- Since I d- we started with uh, Muppet Lena, but. I don't
1: know. This is a hard one. Lena's a tough one because I was trying to think of. <sighs> well now if she went evil she'd be like Constantine because Constantine is like the evil version of Kermit that's true uh but I don't know about the Lena who is like the business person who is trying to do good in the world I don't know if there is a character like that yeah, she's so she's a, a one. she's a hard one to place. If you uh, know of a Muppet who could be like
0: Lena Luther. if you could make a case for a Muppet being uh, for for Lena's Muppet counterpart, please let us know. Email us at gmail.com. We want to know. I really want someone to be the Swedish Chef, but it does not make sense for Lena to be the Swedish Chef. <laughs> no, it it doesn't. But I like where, I like where you're going with
1: that. <laughs> Um, and I kind of saw us, if we were going to cast ourselves as Muppets, I think, Morgan, you and I would be Statler and Waldorf.
0: I love that. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good,
1: it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Give away. Hey, boo. Boo. I love me some Statler and Waldorf, so that's a compliment, I think.
0: Um, <laughs> we have an email from Patricia who writes, I noticed that a lot of listeners mentioned that they were annoyed with how uh, hypocritical Kara was being in episode 317 Trinity and how she should that uh, how she should tell lena her secret identity well i agree i like to point out that the house of l uh self-righteous hubris is still something that is instilled in Kara. i kind of like that it i kind of like that because it reminds me that Kara lived on krypton and despite having spent more time on earth than on krypton she still has a connection to her heritage even if it gets her in trouble every once in a while one of the things i love about supergirl in the comic books and on the show is that Kara is not perfect she makes mistakes just like the rest of us. What I love even more about Kara is that when she realizes her mistakes or that she's wrong, she admits it and apologizes for it.
1: I think those are some really great points about Kara being a flawed character. I think that's something that I need to keep in mind, that she is <laughs> capable of making mistakes just like the rest of us, uh, especially this week. That's something that I think we all really need to to think about, um, especially myself, because I've been giving Kara a really hard time in my head. So... Uh, and on this podcast so I think I have to just remember that she can make mistakes and uh, hopefully she will make up for it
0: and I think we saw some of that last season when Monel first came around the uh you know her sort of jumping right into Kryptonian mode and being like well Krypton was way better than Daxum and that kind of stuff so I could I could definitely buy that she sort of thinks that she has the answer for everything sometimes
1: yeah and she she didn't make that right i think by the end of that season when she came to understand that you know there were good daxamites and uh, she shouldn't judge people just based off where they're from so maybe she will make it up to lena with the way she's been she's been acting uh well we also had uh dylan write in to say that uh supergirl and her team just need black kryptonite to uh, deal with rain and that could be a way to handle it. A black kryptonite will split uh, uh, a personality. Uh, how how do you say this? Uh, if there are, uh, if there's a, t- <laughs> black kryptonite it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, if, there, if there are two two, kind of like with Rain, where there's two personalities where you have Rain and Sam, if you use black kryptonite, you could theoretically split them apart and they become two different people. So... I could see that coming into play. Maybe Lena needs to tweak her green kryptonite solution and make a black kryptonite solution. They could try that. Mm. And that's a good suggestion.
0: Um, we have an email from Daryl who wrote in to remind us that in the episode for good, when Lena sees Kara after Monel has shown up, she tells Kara that she has seen Monel, but Kara stops her from saying anything else and just says it's complicated. As far as I can see, Lena thinks Monel is dating Kara and Supergirl. I think if Lena doesn't bring it up to Kara, then Kara definitely won't.
1: Thank you for that reminder, Daryl. I had forgotten all about that, and I. Went and rewatched it, and that's exactly what happens. Uh, it does make it seem like <laughs> Lena wants to tell Kara about Supergirl because she thinks that maybe there's something going on between Supergirl and Mono. It's it is weird. Is very Kara's complicated. like,
0: listen, Ma- we're in an open relationship. <laughs> Jeez, He's pl- we're both playing the fields. I would laugh
1: so hard if if Lena revealed that she knew that Kara was Supergirl, and Kara's like. How did you ever figure it out? And she's like, Because of Mon L. <laughs> like,
0: because of Monel. Why did you keep ignoring that? <laughs> <laughs> that would have made me laugh so much. <laughs>
1: uh, and uh, so we've kind of been talking about some emails from kind of addressing last week's episode. Uh, but now we're gonna get into some emails about this week's episode. So, first is from Fanny, who writes, quote, Kara slash supergirl and Lena's relationship is really starting to be difficult to watch. I agree. Uh, Fanny also says that elevator scene was heartbreaking. I really felt bad for Kara. You could see in Kara's face that in an instant she realized she had been betrayed by James and that she lost Lena's friendship as Supergirl. uh, Lena comparing Supergirl's actions to her mother was a low blow after all the horrible things she did. Telling her it's never a good idea to meet your idols because it can only lead to disappointment? How harsh was that? I thought that Lena was very cold the way she talked about Supergirl. I saw a Luther in that elevator, not the Lena we have grown to admire. The thing is, I will always root for Supergirl because she has the kindest heart and always has the best intentions. I feel like Lena expects Supergirl to be perfect all the time, like she's not allowed to make any mistakes. Even though Kara is an alien, she is more human than most. And being human means having flaws and not being perfect. Is it me or was Lena testing Kara in the elevator? She was looking at Kara like she was waiting for her reaction. What do you what do you guys think? Did Lena do that to see if Kara would come clean and tell her, or was she just venting to her good friend Kara? Unquote. And I think we kind of maybe
0: already answered that. It did seem like she was testing her.
1: To see if she would say something.
0: Yeah. That's what I thought too. It just seemed like the, uh, the camera just lingered there a second too long for it to just be like, Oh, I'm just venting to my good old friend. And like it's zoomed in on her, like raising her eyebrow dramatically. So (laughs) I don't, I feel like we were supposed to get something from that specifically. And this comes right at the heels of Lena in the
1: rainforest with Supergirl. Like, so what's your first name?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so true. There have been, they've been dropping some stuff, uh, pretty recently. Uh, We have an email from Alex who writes, last season, Kara asked Lillian Luther if she had told Lena that Kara was Supergirl. Lillian said no, explaining that Lena was very smart and would figure it out on her own. And when she did, Lena would hate Supergirl for not being honest with her. This week, It was the beginning of that story arc. There is absolutely no doubt that Lena knows Kara is Supergirl. That last scene in the elevator was Lena telling Supergirl, not Kara, that she had crossed the line using James the way she did. Lena knew exactly what she was doing when she told Kara that James had lied to Supergirl about going into her vault. This was a very strategic move by Lena to make Supergirl doubt James in the future. I said a long time ago that I thought Lena would end up heading the organization Checkmate. She will work with Supergirl at times in the future. But only when it suits her. This week, she made that very clear. I think we forget sometimes that Lena is like an ace at
1: chess. She's very good at playing chess, so this could be part of that. Yeah. Uh, well, Danielle shared some thoughts with us about Carr and Lena in this week 's episode, writing quote, "The angst is real <laughs> me- M- Melissa and Katie really came through this week. That elevator scene hit me so hard when K- Lena told Carr she couldn 't trust Supergirl anymore. The hurt in carr's eyes was just too much, but well deserved. I think she realizes now that she went too far with this whole kryptonite situation, and I hope that these two will truly make up by the end of the season." I also liked how Carl was able to stop Rain by using her code against her. That was a good tactic, unquote.
0: Uh, Candace wrote in with some thoughts on uh, Kara and Lena's friendship, writing, I'm definitely team Lena on this. I think that Kara Supergirl is being a hypocrite with the whole secret being kept from her. I don't feel like what Lena did was all that bad, either. She was trying to save her friend. It's not like she was torturing Sam for the fun of it, and no one else was doing anything productive to help Sam. She had to find a way to save her. Also, I don't think it's bad that Lena has and can make Kryptonite. Supergirl isn't the only Kryptonian on Earth, so it's probably a good idea to have have some for the Kryptonians that are evil, like the world killers. <laughs> I, uh, I think Lena was right to say that Kara has a god complex. If Lena does go evil or bad, it's because she has done countless good things and everyone still treats her like a bad guy just because of her family. I could see that being the case. Yeah.
1: Uh, Well, Patricia wrote in, uh, very excited to hear Kara and Rain say her name on the show and (laughs) to ask some questions about Lena's side of things with what's going on with her friendship with Kara. Patricia writes, quote, from the shady glances that Lena was throwing Kara and the dramatic ominous music in that scene, it appears that Lena knows Kara is Supergirl. That scene ended with a lot of questions going through my mind. Is Lena trying to bait Kara into revealing she's Supergirl? In Lena's mind, are she and Kara still friends? If they're not, then, is, then she is doing a very good job at pretending they still are. How long is this charade going to last? Is this the straw that breaks the camel's back and thus turn the turning point for Lena to becoming a true Luther? And finally, will Lena expose Kara Danvers to kryptonite to confirm she's supergirl, unquote. Ooh Ooh. That would that would be something if that's what she did. Ooh. It maybe at this point she's like, if I drop some hints and Kara maybe Kara will fess up and tell me. But she might get to the point where if
0: she's so fed up with Supergirl, she might test it out. Yeah, just like knock over a thing of kryptonite. Oops, my bad. (laughs) Right in front of Kara. I don't know. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Um, New Rachel wrote in about the Luther Mansion, writing, "Uh, It was neat to see the Luther Mansion for the first time, especially with it bringing us the often mentioned Miss Queller for the first time on screen and that portrait of Lillian, which I'm sure will be recreated in real life at some point. Um, also, Rain's hand acting in this episode rivaled Indigo's, especially how she used it. I mean, it, it was pretty quality, quality hand acting. Yeah, this is a, this is a show with some top-notch hand <laughs> acting. I can't complain about that.
1: <laughs> I, I think the shot, I don't know, I, I don't want to speak for new Rachel, but the, the shot that I think really demonstrated the hand acting in this week's episode was was uh, when rain comes into the door when she's trying to get to ruby and patricia's house she she kind of grabs the edge of the door and all the fingers sort of wrap around that was good stuff that that was very indigo like i think uh, well, Ange uh, wrote in with some thoughts about Monel, saying, quote, I feel like the writers have had such an easy out to get Monel off the show while making all the characters look good. Brainy says even one Legionnaire staying would help Supergirl beat Rain. The writers can make it seem like Monel is the obvious choice. Emra tells him to stay to sort out his emotions, but then Monel says he doesn't need to. He loves Emra, Supergirl is his past, and he looks to Brainy. Any Legionnaire will help? Will you stay? This lets Monel move past the womanizing, emotionally manip- uh, uh, moves past the womanizing, emotionally manipulative lunkhead. Some good words in there, Ange. Yeah, I had seriously. a hard time saying. Uh, but Ange says it tosses out any silly romantic triangle. It helps keep it keeps Brainy on the show, and it means Monel can't save Supergirl on her own show. Win, win, win. Uh, Ah, well, a chance wasted to remove the polarizing character while letting him look noble, unquote. I think there's some really good points, Ange. I would have liked to have seen him uh, do something like that where brainy ends up being the character who stays on
0: yeah but that's uh not what they chose to do that's what i was really hoping for uh really hard not just because it would have been a nice send-off for that character to show that he's like matured and also i wouldn't have to deal with the love triangle but also i really like brainy i really like jesse rat's portrayal and i i want him to stay on the the show i want to see more of him yeah well
1: I mean, I'm sure we'll get some uh, some more of him in the future, but yeah, I think uh, instead of doubling down on this love triangle nonsense, they should have f- found a different way. But uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. Uh, maybe it won't go. <laughs> maybe maybe that part of me who's like yeah, I'm still kind of maybe zen about this whole thing. Maybe it's not going to be so bad. <laughs> uh, there's there's still part of me that still maybe thinks that. Um, and if you are, are a fan of Supergirl websites, you should definitely go check out Ange's uh, website. It's uh, comicboxcommentary.blogspot.com. Ange does a whole bunch of awesome reviews of uh, Supergirl comics and uh, Supergirl stories and the Supergirl episodes. So definitely check it out.
0: And our final email comes from uh, Danae, who writes... It was very interesting to finally see Lena interact with Kara instead of Supergirl. In the end, since it has been months since we've seen them together, Lena venting about Supergirl to Kara briefly made me reconsider if Lena knows they're the same person. But in the end, I concluded that Lena does know. I think that Lena, as a true chess master she is, is using the fact that Kara does not know that she knows in order to make Kara see her side of the story. She knows that Kara can't go all in protecting Supergirl or she'll give her identity away. So instead Ed Carr is forced to listen to what Lena has to say and respond as a human person would to the story, not as her alien self. That's a really good point. That is a good point. But you know, the, they, she doesn't know that I know that she knows reminded me of the, um, I don't know if you've ever seen that episode of friends where like, all the the characters are slowly learning about monica and um and chandler yes. dating and they're like well they don't know that i know that you know that they know and it just gets like more and more ridiculous as it goes <laughs> along <laughs> that's
1: exactly like that, like uh, how that is on friends that's so funny.
0: Well, uh, and before we
1: wrap up, we have some snap judgments sent in some by some listeners. And we had a lot of listeners send in some snap Whoa. judgments. Uh, so this will be very exciting. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Uh so our first one is from Daryl. Uh he asks, Do you think Alex will get a new girlfriend first or become a mother first? What do you think, Morgan? Hmm. I'm thinking mother because I have a feeling she might end up with Ruby. Uh same. I think uh, mother first, uh because uh I th- yeah, same same exact reasoning. I think uh things are heading with uh, uh, heading in the direction of Alex and Ruby, which I, I like quite a bit. Uh, the next one is from at mark hbpwn, uh, finding out Jean's secret or <laughs> finding out who Ruby's father is. Which would you
0: uh, rather, w- w- which uh, big secret would you rather know? I mean, this is e- easy for me because what is Jean's secret? <laughs> I must know.
1: <laughs> I'm also going to agree with you on this one. I, I think Jean's secret, it was a shocking secret. It was a shocking secret and we never, we never found out. <laughs> so I really want to know. Uh, the next one is from Annika, who asks, what would you like to see, uh, Martian Manhunter eating Oreos or snapper car snapping?
0: You know, I feel like this should be harder, but for me, again, snapper car snapping snap watch 2018 (laughs) i
1: think the the answer is always snapper car snapping uh we've been it's been neglected for so long i think we we just we just want it to happen he's
0: not even on the show anymore and i still want it to happen you never know it could happen he could come back he could come back i'm i'm holding out hope for snapper you know there's there's gonna be that one season where they go all in on stars are yes yes snapper car comes back and he's like hey daddy oh and they're like, "What?" He just comes back as Snapper Car from like the fifties, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he's he's a full villain uh, as Snapper Car from the fifties. That's that's what I want to see. Uh, our next snap judgment comes from at true underscore just underscore Brian. What's going to cost more
0: repairing Lex's mansion or Ruby's future therapy bills? <laughs> what do you think Morgan? A good question, but I feel like Lex has some priceless art- artifacts in there. So I'm going Lex's mansion. Yeah. I think Ruby is going to definitely need a lot of therapy. So, so
1: that could add up over the years, but I mean, we're talking an invisible mansion, with all of that uh, high tech stuff in there, so I I think Lex is also probably not somebody who cuts corners. I think he you know he puts the best of the best in his house. So I would say repairing Lex's mansion. All right, so we have two from Danae who asks uh, what makes for a more valuable collection: dirt or New York Mets baseball cards? <laughs> which which do you think is worth more?
0: Uh, well, I can't I can't uh, talk bad about the Mets too much because my boyfriend likes the Mets so I'll go the Mets baseball cards
1: I'll hold it down <laughs> I'm, I'm actually gonna go to New York Mets at baseball cards as well because if we're just saying dirt that could be dirt from anywhere that could be any kind of dirt that's not specifically future dirt and even if you had future dirt how could you confirm that it was future dirt would you have, like, a certificate of authenticity?
0: You got you to gotta hold on to that certificate then. <laughs> I mean, how could <laughs> you, you? can't lose that certificate because then all you have is dirt. Because at least with the baseball cards, you can verify, like, when
1: these came out, you know, uh, if they are uh, good value in terms of, you know, are they mint condition, all of that kind of stuff. But with, with space dirt, you, you have to... I don't know how you would prove. You're taking some You're taking some stuff on faith, I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say the baseball cards. Um, and our last snap judgment is, what would you use to decorate your walls? World killer murals or a Lillian Luther
0: portrait? What would you rather have hanging <laughs> on your wall? I feel like this is maybe going to be uh, a, a disturbingly easy question for both of us. Lillian Luther portrait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am 100% a Lillian Luther portrait fan. Uh, I would, I would, I would hang that up on my wall right now. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for all of our thoughts and feedback and snap judgments. And uh, so, thank you uh, to everybody who sent in your thoughts. Uh, if you'd like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at SupergirlRadio at gmail.com. and I would highly recommend you do that. Uh, but on Tuesdays before uh, around 7 p.m. Eastern. That That's a really good time. Just make sure we can get everything in. So make sure you do you do that. And also with the voicemails, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, uh, you can call us at 678-718-7252. Make sure you call in before uh, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can also leave a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, on and on Spotify, where we also have a playlist that includes some music featured on the show. Uh, We are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. And we are available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so
0: if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review over there. Uh, Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network, so if you also like (laughs) Flash. Arrow. I'm just going gonna, gonna to sound them all out because I dropped the The from Flash <laughs> and now I'm trying to, desperately to recover. <laughs> um, if you like The Flash, even Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, Krypton, Titans, and classic DC TV shows, you can subscribe to DC TV Podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow at DC TV on Twitter and like DC TV Podcasts on Facebook. I don't want to break the bad news to you, Morgan, but have you
1: seen the news about the dc universe streaming app what yes uh so (laughs) what's happening the dc universe streaming app uh decided they were going to announce uh not only are they going to have a titan show they're going to have a doom patrol show uh i think that i think there is also a swamp thing
0: Show? What? Yes. That's, that's ridiculous. How can that be a television show? Now I'm just getting mad at DC. <laughs> so they are launching a quite a quite a
1: a, a, a a slew of shows there on the DC Universe Online uh, app. I'm in trouble. There could be some shows added to this list pretty soon. Uh, I could really be into a Swamp Thing. Surprisingly, uh, <laughs> s- somebody sold me on Swamp Thing at DragonCon one year, uh, doing a presentation on some of the. Uh, visual uh, symbolism and some of the comics and the story that was behind it. I was like, "This is actually kind of interesting." I was not into this before, but you're kind of selling me on it. So I'd be, I'd be curious to see what they do with Swamp Thing. Um, and also, just in terms of DC TV podcasts, we, uh, as a network, have a T Public store. So if you want to get any new merchandise from the store, we got some World Killer uh, T-shirts uh with the with the rain world killer symbol uh we've got some martian manhunter stuff we've got deo stuff we've got comic girl designs we've got everything on there uh we even got if you're a legends of tomorrow fan we've got Bebo shirts out the wazoo Yeah, so many
0: Bebos. like if that's something that you have high on your priority list go on over there right now because so you you have your pick i mean the Bebo shirts are pretty popular
1: in the store uh so uh and if also sarah lance is pretty popular in the legends of tomorrow uh store part of the uh, store uh if you want to go check out the store you can actually a real quick easy way to do it is go to supergirlradio.com at the top of the page there's a t public link just click on that link and that will take you directly to the store and if you're like there are way too many uh, pages in the store for me to sift through all these designs you can go to the left side of the page and there, uh, all the T-shirts are organized by show. So if you just oh, yeah. if you just want to look by uh, if you just want to look at the super, Supergirl designs, just click on Supergirl. It'll take you directly to the T-shirts of Supergirl design. If you just want to look at the Arrow shirts, click on Arrow. It'll take you right to them. You don't have to go through uh, an enormous amount of pages. You can just uh, go show by show, so that's an easy way to do it. So, if you want to support our network of podcasts uh, and get some cool T shirts, or notebooks, or
0: onesies, we have, or sweatshirts, you can get whatever you want there. I mean, have you have you seen a, a screen capture of Lena Luther in that National City sweatshirt and thought, "I want that too"? Guess what? You can have. You can get that. You can get that too. I'm not saying I'm definitely going to do that, but <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I know it's an option now. And this tea Public store is the only place you're going to see. It's an exclusive
1: t-shirt. It's, a, it's our own Supergirl Radio Snap Judgment shirt. It's the yes. only place you're going to find it on the interwebs. So you definitely need to go if you want to get your one-of-a-kind Snap Judgments t-shirt.
0: It's the only place we'll ever see Snapper snapping. <laughs> there,
1: there's not that much Snapper Car merchandise. I would, uh, I would <laughs> surprisingly enough, I would go as far to say this is probably the only Snapper Car merchandise you're going to find on the internet. <laughs> We've got it in the D public store. Uh, well, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Derby Kid, that's DerbyKid, That's D E R B Y K I D. You can also follow me on Instagram at the DerbyKid. Kid. Uh, I also have some uh, videos over at YouTube.com/slash/DuckMilkProd trying to get some new projects up there uh and i'm also a contributor to jlu podcast so if you want to check out uh, my thoughts on wonder woman and
0: justice league you can find that over at com. and you can find me on twitter and instagram i'm at mojotastic that's m-o-j-o-t-a-s-t-i-c uh you can also find me on the legends of tomorrow podcast as a co-host um we just recorded the, uh, on Sunday night, our big, giant, two-hour, season three recap episode where we use the Harry Potter owl system <laughs> <laughs> to rate all the episodes. So I'll find out, did a couple episodes fail? Yeah. Did a lot of episodes get a, you know, a, a perfect score? surprisingly yes (laughs) so you should uh you should check out that uh that episode it's it's i think it's already gone up on our feed so it's available for you i think our next one's going to be a listener feedback episode so if you listen to both podcasts and you have some feedback for us you should uh should send that in before sometime in june (laughs) before mystery date in june
1: (laughs) (laughs) that sounds awesome uh, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode on Shelter from the Storm. But if you want to hang out for a quick spoiler section, we'll be doing that after our theme music. But until then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we hope Emira and Brainy have safe travels going back to the future. identity is there to protect people. They're going to tell National City I'm a guardian? Hold up. You're a guardian? I'm trying to keep him on the low. Let's go. Safety first.
0: <laughs> Supergirl. All new episode Monday at 8, 7 central on The CW.
1: And we are back, and what you just heard was the audio for what's coming up on Supergirl. The next episode is called The Fanatical. The official description reads, quote, When Tanya, guest star Nesta Cooper, a disciple of Covilles, escapes from what's left of his cult, she gives Kara and James a journal that could hold the key to saving Sam. Someone learns Guardian's identity and threatens to expose James if he doesn't do what they ask. James contemplates what it means to be a black vigilante without a mask in America, unquote. So, Morgan, what is uh, leaping out to you about this description?
0: Well, first of all, cults are back. So that's fun for me <laughs> as a uh, as a cult aficionado, <laughs> somebody who is weirdly uh, interested in cults. Uh, our, our favorite cult uh, is back. But I don't I don't know that uh, that coville is back it just seems like he uh he lost a member of his cult um so i'm interested to see what is in the journal that could save sam and i, I like that they're bringing that storyline back around because i feel like a couple episodes we were wondering if that was just going to end up in one of our uh year-end like the missing storylines of supergirl roundups and it looks like they're actually are bringing that back together um I, i'm always a little iffy on guardian stuff i uh, you know it's been less this season um to the point where i often forget that james is guardian so i get i mean i guess in that way it's good that they're going to get into some guardian stuff it now feels like a weird time to do it uh, as all the rain stuff is getting so intense but Sure. All right, let's let's do some Guardian.
1: <laughs> I think they're using Guardian and his secret identity as a way to address Kara's secret identity conundrum. So I th- I think what they're I think that's maybe why they're doing it at this point because Kara's probably like, "Hey, I don't know what to do about this Lena situation cuz she probably knows." Uh, so because I, I
0: saw that uh, eyebrow raise in the elevator, <laughs> <laughs> I know what that was about.
1: So she might be having some uh, second thoughts about this secret identity business. Uh, so that's probably that's my guess as to why they're doing this at this point in the season. Uh, but I think for me, I'm most excited about this uh, Thomas Coville connection and the cl- what's going on in the cult. We get an update on uh, wh- what the status is with the cult, I guess, because the last thing that we knew about Thomas Coville. He was in prison, and then when Rain went after the prisoners, I think there was an escape. I think I think some prisoners may maybe broke out of the prison, so I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's been up to, but I am interested in what is in this journal because we saw a little bit of it at the end of Shelter from the Storm. There were some pictures of Rain and of the world killers. So I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, what, what more information could there be in Thomas Coville's uh, journal? What, what has he learned? So I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, what we could learn next week about uh, the world killers from the cult leader and uh, what he has discovered. All right. Well, I think that's uh, going to do it for uh, our spoiler section. Uh, so thanks for listening and we'll be back with a new episode discussion next time on Supergirl Radio.